Welcome to the Drive Able podcast where we discuss all things about driving and safer community transport for people with disabilities and medical conditions. If you haven't done so yet, make sure you go back to listen to episode four and five. In episode four, we met Jack. Jack unpacked the process of trying to get his learner's license and starting to drive with hand controls. And, uh, and then in episode five, we unpacked what it was like to do that when you're trying to get a new car, trying to work through the NDIS, trying to get hand controls in your car, when your mum and dad don't have hand controls and trying to learn how to drive along that way. This is episode six. Um, every second episode, we do an interview, and this time we're on location. We are, well, there's lots of stuff going on in the background, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, because we're on site, we're actually recording this on a weekend. And unfortunately, Ali can't be here in South Australia. COVID restrictions, can't travel, can't join us. Um, so he'll be listening in like you to episode seven and refreshing it uh, at that point as well. But we do have Nev and Nev sitting right here beside me. I can't wait for you to meet him. I, I really can't. It's a fantastic day going on here. Uh, this should be a really good interview. I've built it up now, Nev. I hope you're ready to go. It's too am I. <laughs> Driving is something many take for granted, but when someone has an altered ability, then driving or getting out and about in your own car can be challenging. The Drive Able podcast unpacks the world of driving with a disability so you can experience the freedom that you desire. I'm Brad and with me is Ali and together we have over 30 years of experience in driving and disability. Enough with the intros, let's get into it. All right, everybody, this is episode six. We're talking to Nev Vanderbrink, and we're coming to you from location. Nev, do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your disability? Yeah, sure. Nev Vandenbrink. Um, I'm a happily married man with three amazing kids, and now I have multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis, yeah. And um, tell us about your driving journey, because that's what this podcast is all about. We've got lots of stuff to talk about on in, going on in the background, but sure. we're here to talk about disability and driving. Yeah. So tell us about your driving. What's what's going on with your driving at the moment? So at the moment, I'm um, very thankful that you've been able to actually let me out. I drive with um, a steering aid. A steering aid, yeah. And that, because I don't have it, um, any feeling in my right side of my body so that right hand yep. it doesn't work on the steering no, wheel as well not at all, so. so you're using a just for the people listening into this yep. you're using a, a steering aid a spinner knob yep have you got stuff in that spinner knob have you got any electrics how do you put your indicator on so no, us about I'm, that. I'm actually fortunate enough to be able to still have movement in my right side yep so but i actually drive a car with the indicator on the left hand side oh right i see well, you reach around flick it down flick and pick it, it up yeah so, so it's just a standard boring old round knob like you'd get on a forklift um a little a little bit similar but a little bit longer a little bit longer yeah because yeah, i think you've got the size of my hands and stuff like that you got the long grip so so yes. if you're looking for this out online uh, quite often it comes up as a mono spin okay so yep. it's um for people listening into this if you're wanting to know what nev spinner knob looks like search mono spin uh that's the one that you've got so it's a you can grab it 
with a full fist of your hand. It's like singing into a microphone. It is. Yeah. yeah. So when you're when you're on hanging, because this is a podcast, we've got to explain it. So no, it's like singing when you put your hand on the steering wheel. It's like singing into a microphone. Yeah. 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 And then you release that grip to put your indicator. Yep. Up. Yep. Very good. All right. So when did you know? that you had to do something about it. This We're talking about MS, and this is one of the biggest questions we get all the time. When did you know, because you're not born with it, no. so start off with it, no. comes on and it slowly develops. When did you know it was time to look into it and do something else? Um, probably within the first uh, year for me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, When did you get diagnosed? So I was actually diagnosed in 2015. Yep. And um, after my initial um, diagnosis, they, um, they they predict I might have had it for about ten years. Yep. And uh, so, but so then um, probably a year into after the diagnosis, so I um, started to get a little bit sort of um, uncomfortable in the car. Yeah. Um, not having that sensation um, in my right hand. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff. So I was very dependent on my left hand. Yep. And it was just getting a little bit difficult with the crossover of hands and things. Did you have any close calls? Did you have any dangerous moments? Um, not so much. So you close. got onto it beforehand? Yeah. I, I'm a little bit more conscious of it because of the kids. Yeah. And taking the kids to sports and stuff like that. I mean, I'd hate the yeah. the cause of any accidents or anything like that. So. Yeah, look, that's a really common story that we get with MS. It's 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 thinking about the kids rather than about yourself. That for everybody listening to this, if you if you've got MS, do it before yeah. you have a near miss or a near accident. I, I really encourage you to think about that. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you you don't want to be responsible for something, do you? No, you don't. No, no, you've got enough you're dealing with at times as well without adding other things onto it so how will you know it's time to do something else well hang on what type of ms have you got have you got primary progressive i've got relapse remitting relapse remitting so it goes up and down so i can have um you know relapses and things like that but i'm sort of um i guess what the doctor sort of referred to as a as a fence sitter on the moment so i'm going from Relapsed to uh, relapse remitting. Yep. And I'm sort of starting to, at this stage, go into a little bit of primary grip. Progressive. Because there's some things that just aren't going to get better. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got a level of function now, which is is not, you know, your full function that you used to have. And it's slowly getting worse, yeah. but it kind of goes up and down a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 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 And that's fairly common for the people listening in. We see people um, when they want to know what to do for the relapse times, yep. because when they have a relapse, their hand is maybe it's a hand like yourself, doesn't work at all. Um, and they want to know what to do about that. Uh, and then other people that it's the primary progressive stage and they want to know what to do next in regards to making sure it's safe all of the time. So it does ebb and flow. And and that's why we've got you on because for us as occupational therapists, MS is one of the hardest diagnoses because it's not stable. It goes up and down. Yeah. And, and we've really got to look at your worst days. So your good days are even better. Yeah. And it's really hard to really hard to, assess for especially if you come in on a good day yeah because we don't really know no that's no that's right right. so um 
we we know each other from a long time ago um, in regards to uh, basketball yep. and all those type of things. Absolutely. Um, so you you know you used to be a fit man and running around all over the time, yep. all over the place. Is life like that now? Like, are you keeping fit? Very different. Yep. Um, so uh, not so much uh, impact stuff now. Yep. And that's generally low impact. Yep. Um, I don't have that uh, hand coordination that I used to have and stuff like catching balls, handball, and things like that. I just, I've sort of lost that a little bit. Yeah. That. So I just rely on sort of low impacts. Yeah. Things. So with the primary progressive, but you're trying to keep as fit as possible, yep. how will you know it's time to do something? There's a great train going through the back, just over the fence. So we apologise. We don't edit this stuff out, everybody. Um, there we go. We can we can start talking again. All right. How will you know? We might get him over. How will we know? How will you know when it's time to look at something maybe more than a spin or not? Yeah. Um, I guess what. If something was to become a little bit more difficult for me, yep. then I'd certainly. But um, I'm I'm very lucky because you're a mate, and I know OTs are the best. Yeah, yeah. They are. And I just thought someone in. Tim, do you want, Tim's just here in the background. Come on in, Tim. Um, Tim, do you want to do you want to introduce yourself? Fellas, g'day. I'm Tim. I uh, help out around the office at the MS Society. You're more than that. Come on. <laughs> what, what do you do at the MS Society? Yeah, I'm the new CEO. I've been there about four months. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's learning the ropes. And um, as a new... <laughs> can you... We haven't actually got into this yet, but the opportunity was too good. Can you explain to everybody on this podcast what you're actually dressed like at the moment? Oh, um, I've got my special sparkly um, uh, floaty here. I've got the snorkel on. I've got the big flippers. I'm going to get in the pool and I might make one lap. One, one lap. Maybe half a lap. I think they count ones up and back, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. So what's actually happening today? What, what, tell us about it's this event. The Mighty Swim, it's been going for 16 years. It's an amazing fundraiser for the MS Society for people living with MS. And it's been a terrific success this year. Even though COVID's been really hard, of course, everyone's having that conversation. But um, we've just gone through $100,000 raised, which is amazing. amazing. And it's driven by people like Nev here and, and Brad and the team who have come out and they're friends and supporters. Really, we really appreciate it. It's really fantastic. Yeah. Oh, good luck. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you very I much. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Too good opportunity to uh, waste there. We really thank Tim for coming over and, and having a chat to us while we're uh, recording this podcast. Um, wait, let's talk about the event. Just because Tim's here and he's introduced it already. Talk to us about the Nev Snorkelers. Tell us about a little bit more detail about what's going on in the background and tell us what have you done about this? Okay, so uh, as you said, we're on location and we're actually at the MS Mighty Swim. Swim. Yep. And that, um, so uh, uh, two years ago now, um, I was encouraged to take part or asked if I'd like to take part in the MS Mighty Swim mm -hmm. and I thought, what a great opportunity in that. Um, so always, someone else's team at that stage? I'm always about raising awareness. No. Yeah. No, I you're right. just hit up to join actually the MS Our team. team. Yep. And that. So, and um, then after 
diving into it a little bit and finding out what, what it's all about, I thought, well, maybe I could enter my own team. Yeah. And uh, then you've gone out and recruited? So I've put, put a shout out to a few friends and especially my auntie Liz and, um, and wow, what I just got phenomenal sort of feedback and that a lot of people were keen to, keen to join me and help out for such a great cause. And, and yeah, here we are today too. Well, this is our second year here competing and, and we've had a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, it's been great. Uh, just to let everybody know, I'm, I'm part of the Nev Snorkelers <laughs> as well. Um, one of the unique things about the Nev Snorkelers is this man himself, Nev. Nev, tell us how have well actually explain this haircut of yours <laughs> and some of the other dares that you've done to try and raise money well as tim mentioned before like you know um with covid i mean times are tough yep you know it's um but um we've also here in south australia and, and of course interstate and stuff had the bushfires yeah and stuff recently which has been absolutely tragic for everyone you know and but one thing about people in general and, and especially here in South Australia is um, we help out yep. others when they're in need, you know, and so people dug deep for bushfires and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, um, look, it's a tough time for everyone and that, so to give them some sort of incentive to donate towards their MS Mighty Swim, I just thought that perhaps I should, you know, go a little bit more above and beyond rather than just expecting them to donate just for Free will. for the swim. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought what better way to, to offer people dare of their choosing. And so on on our on our Facebook page we're gonna share some of the photos of you doing some dares yes. with your permission. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for the people listening in and, and maybe don't go and have a look at the show notes. Can you share with us some of the dares that you've had to endure <laughs> to be yeah. able to raise funds for this event? Yeah, sure. Like, there's been a, wow, a lot of crazy ones, actually. Um, so the, first, uh, the very first one I was actually asked to do was to dress as Elsa from Frozen. and uh, But not just inside your house. Out the, I had to go out <laughs> the front of my home and pretend to mow my front yard while dressed as Elsa from Frozen and while singing Let It Go. Uh, please go and look at uh, Drive Able podcast on Facebook. <laughs> Do yourself a favour. Um, go and have a look at this mountain of a man dressed as uh, Elsa from Frozen. It's it's well worth it. But you've done some other dares as well. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Love, um, dressed as a bogan from Port Adelaide. Well, yeah. Being a staunch Crow supporter, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I knew that was coming, that one. So, uh, yeah, bogan from Port Adelaide. I've um, had to do a couple of food challenges. So um, hot vindaloo curry and on... You're not Pe a pepper makes me sweat. <laughs> so I had to do the, the vindaloo curry. I had to do um, just eating a chili, a raw chili, um, jalapeno chili, and that. So I was lucky enough to get my son to also join me on that dare. So That's a bit of fun, that one. Thought if <laughs> one of us going down, we both go down. Um, yeah, so the wheat picks challenge. Yeah, 10 wheat picks without any liquid. That was tough, tough. <laughs> well, it sounds so easy, yep. but actually, you, you give it a try. Wow. Yeah. Completely yep. different story. But um, you've had some pain as well. And I've had a lot of pain. And, like, <laughs> you know, like, we've had a great friendship and that for a long time. 
but you certainly may have tests of friendship. <laughs> Only for a good cause, my friend. Only for a good cause. Uh, so Brad got me to uh, to wax my legs from the knees down. And haven't you seen the benefits in your swimming as a as a result? As a matter of fact, no. Well, like perhaps I might have shaved like. A Shaved. couple of hundred milliseconds <laughs> of my times, uh, for sure. But the sleepless nights are itching and grown <laughs> hairs. It was worth it, mate. It was worth it uh, was. putting in some cash for that. Hey, um, you've you've shaved your head, you've gone through supermarkets dressed as Hulk Hogan, you've also gone through supermarkets dressed in a 1920s or earlier swimming suit. In fact, I think you have to swim in that swimming suit. Is that right? I do. You oh, have to get in and do the final lap or something like yeah, that. Thanks to my um, major sponsor, Salute. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Bronte Hoff and his family have said to me, um, yeah, Nev, can you get out in the supermarket, go around. Try to raise some funds that way. Try and raise some funds with a bucket and dress in the uh, old-fashioned men's swimming costume. But because, of, again, because of COVID, I wasn't able to do the – uh, take the bucket around, collect yeah. money and stuff. So I said, look, to make up for a, a bit of a shortfall on the dare, um, I'll swim a lap for you in the costume. Yep. Uh, unreal. So, um, yeah, if you want to see Nev drown, uh, we'll take a bit of video of that and post that on the uh, on the page as well a little bit later. Hey, mate, we've got a chal another challenge for you. So this is post the event. Now, I'm putting this out to all the Drive Able subscribers, all the people that listen and tune in. Ali and I, we spoke about this. We want you to do one more dare for us, for all the people listening into this. Now, um, we've spoken to the MS Society. They're keeping uh, donations open until the end of February. Yep. So if you're listening into this, donations need to be in by the end of February. We really encourage you to get behind this wonderful event for people with MS to raise awareness, to help people uh, in the society, raise funds for the society so they can help out as well. Um, now, the other thing that we want you to do <laughs> is okay. we want you to dress in drag and drive to Broken Hill, just like Priscilla, wow. Queen of the Desert. And Ali and I have personally donated 500 bucks to the course. Wow. To get that kick started, wow! Uh, as part of the Drive Able podcast uh, launching, so your episode uh, early on six, so uh, it's it's in infancy. But if you want to donate more, then make sure you hit us up in our personal messages, PM us, uh, let us know. We'll send you details of how we can raise money for the MS Society. So even though the MS Society is only raising funds until the end of February. We want our listeners to get on board as well, and hopefully they will see you dress more. You've got to dress it up a little bit more than Priscilla, but we have seen you in makeup on uh, one of these dares, so that, that gave us the inspiration. Okay. And uh, we want you to stop at all the little townships along the way, buy yourself a Mars bar, dry, buy yourself a uh, Farmer's Union iced coffee. You're a big man for the Farmer's Union iced coffee. And... Uh, yeah, we'll kick start it with 500 bucks. Fantastic, Brad. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to be a tough, tough challenge, but at the same time, you know, like, when you're thinking about it, it's like, what, first I was afraid, I was petrified. <laughs> yeah. But then I kept thinking about you by my side, so 
I'm happy to do it. Ah, good on you, mate. Good on you. Thank you so much uh, for coming on to this uh, interview for us. Talking, we actually didn't talk much about your driving, but thank you very much for that. Um, for anybody with MS, get in early, okay? When you start noticing signs and you start noticing that maybe your grip on the steering wheel isn't as good, or maybe you're starting to, to miss the pedal in those really early stages, um, whichever way it might be, please get in contact with your OT, get in contact with your mobility installer so you can test out and try a few things. Uh, because as we always say, trialing something makes a massive difference. A lot of people are afraid of spinning ops, hand controls, left foot accelerators, all of those type of things uh, until they have a go and they realize that it's, it's actually not that bad. So please get in contact with your mobility dealer or your OT and go through a proper assessment to find out what the best solution is for you. Um, and if, what, what we do at the end of every session is we ask one more question. Okay. Every interview we do, we ask the person, what's something that you've done in your car that's maybe a little bit unique, special to you, or a little bit different? Wow, um, there's, there's quite a few, but um, I guess, like there's one in particular that sticks out to me, but it wasn't actually as I wasn't actually the driver. Mm -hmm. But my dad That's used cool. to yeah. my dad used to coach the uh, uh, under thirteen cricket team yep. back then, and um, as you did back then, you know this is going back some time, thirty years or more ago. Yeah. Um, if you made the cricket team and you you met down the street, if you weren't able to get a ride with your own pet. Yep. Before mobile phones. Before all that. <laughs> yep. So, um, Dad being the creek coach, we were playing, I, I, I used to play for Nan, and so we'd meet down at the deli at Nan, and and um, we were playing at Strathalbyn that day. But my dad and I got down to the deli at Nan, and uh, there's 10 blokes standing there. <laughs> In one car. For one no, car? For one car, for Dad's car. <laughs> So, well, it was the uh, bucket seats then. Oh, the right. oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So it was sort of, and it was like, well, what do we do? You know, like, you can't not have a team. You can't not, you know, there was no no other choice, really. So we had the cricket gear in the boot. Yep. And we had six, uh, five blokes in the front and six of us in the back. And down Strathalbyn we went. Okay, so we don't endorse unsafe driving or unsafe practices, but as we know, cars are more than just, well, on this occasion, it was getting from A to B with a very important event, but cars are so much more than just, you know, what they're, what they're designed for, getting from A to B. We do so much in it, including getting to really that, important events like this one. That was 30 years ago. And that was 30 when years. You, yeah, the time that you just, you know, that, that wasn't even looked upon nah. as being... Silly, whereas these days, yeah, no way, you'd be ropeable. Yep, that's it. All right. All right, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us and listening in. A huge thanks to my mate, Nev, uh, for joining us and talking through this episode and talking through his MS, but also talking through the MS Mighty Swim behind us the swimathon that's going on in the background. In fact, I'm meant to be swimming laps, so we're going to wrap it up. Um, 
mate, if people want to get in contact with you to maybe start a donation for next year donation or get you you know get more information out of you in regards to ms or anything else that they uh, would like to get in contact with you for what's the best way that they should do that oh sure like um facebook would probably be the go now yep. um so it's uh nevin vandenbrink yep so v-a-n-d-e-n yep b-r-i-n-k yep and Nevin, N-E-V-I-N. No worries. So just uh, put that up in the search bar on Facebook and they'll be able to find you and you'll be able to message you there. For sure, mate. My, my biggest takeaway out of this is, I knew this before interviewing you, but you're a legend. You're raising <laughs> so much funds. What's the tally for the Nev Snorkelers up to right now? So the Nev Snorkelers team, um, as a team, uh, we're $100 off the $20,000. $100, people. Please donate. Um, the link for donating for Nev's uh, snorkelers for his challenge to go to Broken Hill. Um, the page it will be in the show notes down below uh, when you look for this. So please get on. It's, it's a too big a um, thing to uh, get out here. www.mightyswim <laughs> something Nev snorkelers. But we'll put this put it in the show notes down below. Um, please. Hundred bucks. That's all. That's what we really need to do to get to twenty thousand. Massive achievement, Nev. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. Good night, man. Thanks for listening to the Drive Able podcast with Brad Williams and Aliak Barium. If you like what you've heard, make sure you like, rate, and subscribe. It really does make a massive difference. If you or anyone you know would like to share a story about driving with a disability or you would like to get in contact, find the show notes or find the resources mentioned in this episode, you can find us on Facebook. Just search at Drive Able Podcast for more information.